squarely focused on the black community um, so that those so that those funds can be provided. So yeah, because we because we because we have a unique experience. No, no, Indeed. no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things black entrepreneurship, politics, news, and events in Hampton Roads and beyond. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Black. And now, here's your host, Blair Durham. Greetings. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's the 97th edition of Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. We're focused today on innovation, and in that regard, we're very excited to have Mr. David Sharp with us. He's the founder and managing partner of the UP Community Fund. He's responsible for the overall management of the fund, which includes deal sourcing and investor relations. David's also founder and CEO of Urban Advisors, a national impact investment consulting firm. Prior to Urban Advisors, David served as the investment manager for Wachovia Bank's Community Development Investment Group where he grew his investment portfolio from $40 million to $100 million over a three-year period. The portfolio consisted of private equity, real estate, and private debt investments. David also served as a mergers and acquisitions analyst, leveraged vice president uh, of finance, and naval intelligence officer. David earned a BA degree from Morehouse University. I'm sorry, Morehouse College. Welcome to the show, David. How are you? I'm doing well. Glad to be here. I'm glad to have you, and I'm super excited about the Community Fund Initiative. So talk to us a little bit about the ways in which your fund is empowering the black business community. Yeah, so um, it's, it's interesting now that there's clearly a lot of a lot of focus around uh, around black businesses and entrepreneurs of color. But um, you know, for those of us who do who've done this work for a while, you know, this, this right. issue, these, these issues are these are not, new issues, right? These are, <laughs> no, these are not. I mean, they, they, they're new to a lot of a lot of people that may not have Correct. been aware in the past, but they're still yeah. chronic chronic issues. And so, for us, we, we really started, you know, kind of you know, framing the the community fund really, you know kind of post post Ferguson and um, yeah. you know for us it was you know just you know how can we leverage capital to really you know empower empower people of color and you know an African American community um, and so from 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 there you know which was a long journey to get to where we're at now mm-hmm. we basically we basically created a it's a it's a it's a debt it's a debt fund it's working capital it's growth capital um, because one of the things that's kind of interesting is you would think once a business kind of crosses, uh, you know, a million dollars in sales, as an example, you know, most people, most people will think, well, it's, it's, it's smooth sailing from there, you know, right? Getting capital is not a problem anymore. And, uh, and not I, true enough. I think what, you, what you'll find is that regardless of the, the size of the business, there's still capital constraints. And Correct. so for us, you know, we decided to focus on that kind of second tier of, of business owner to really help them be able to grow scale so that they can become job creators mm-hmm. uh, as well as grow their own net worth within their, within their own marketplace, as well as build an ecosystem within our portfolio, which I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about during this call. Yeah, very exciting stuff. And I love that you kind of contextualized your work in terms of, you know, this not being a new thing, right? I share that sentiment. Uh, we, we got this uh, initiative underway back in 2016 and 
super excited that it's getting the energy and attention that it has deserved for, for so long. So I'm uh, grateful again for, for your work. So yeah, talk about how it is, talk about sort of the, the, the deal flow, um, if you would. Yeah, so um, so we currently have uh, 16 companies in our portfolio. Okay. Yeah, we've got a, a $19 million fund. We've deployed about half of that already. Half of that already. Um, you know, we're, you know, providing capital to companies from, uh, from construction slash infrastructure, uh, transportation distribution, uh, health care, medical. Uh, for us, it was, you know, trying to flag the areas where, you know, uh, folks of color actually were as business owners. There's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of focus on tech, and and I don't you know look I think tech's great. It's really cool. It's excited. I heard I heard the gentleman before talking about the app. But I think mm-hmm. when you when you kind of run the numbers and you talk to most most African American folks, tech is not something that we really talk about a lot. It's just right. You know, it's, right. It's, it's, you know, it's interesting though because he's sort of found the intersection between something we don't really talk about much, which mm-hmm. is tech, and an area where we tend to be significantly over-indexed, which is beauty, right? And so, wow, bringing those two things together, I mean, I think it'll be, a, I think it's a great opportunity. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so so, so we would consider that like like tech-enabled, um, which which absolutely, mm-hmm. which absolutely makes sense. But, mm-hmm. you know, for, for us, the starting point was, you know, there are plenty of, 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 of folks of color who, who have businesses that are, you know, quote-unquote, Revenue, cash flow-based businesses. They they, sure. might, they might not be high tech. Um, there are technical aspects to it for sure. Sure, but it may not be high tech. And it's like you know, no one was really talking about that segment of the population or that segment yeah. of the small business community. And so for us, that's where we decided to focus. So as we look at our deal flow sourcing, you know, we're uh, uh, headquarters in Charlotte, North Carolina. And okay. so Southeast is our is our geography. We call Southeast from you know Baltimore to Florida across to Texas. Um, but um, primarily, most of our portfolio currently is in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. Um, okay. But you know, Florida and Virginia become expansion states for us. You know, as as, as we move forward with our program. Good, 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 good. I love it. Just thinking as well um, about kind of your sharing that. While we may not have X, we do have Y and Z, and those businesses do need support. Now, I'll, I'll say, you know, I've been guilty of um, wanting to develop more tech-based businesses, but really because of the fact that there aren't enough uh, investors that look like us that can kind of recognize the opportunities that we, you know, that, that we present, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, our market, particularly right here in, in, in Hampton Roads, um, from which this show is, is broadcast, it's not currently black startup friendly or even, you know, when you look at that second tier that you talk, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't tend to cater toward that particular audience. So I'm excited to see more entities like yours um, showing up, not just to provide the capital, but also to provide the education, right? Um, exactly. You're in a exactly. great space. Yeah, and let me let me share this tidbit. I think it's kind of interesting. Um, okay. we, 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 as we did a lot of a lot of pre development work before we kind of launched the fund. Um, what was interesting that we found is that um, 
you know, um, I mean, again, I, I went to Morehouse. You, I guess, affiliated with Hampton. So, you know, we're, yeah. we're you know, check um, that college-educated community. But what was really interesting, though, was if you took a step back and said, where are most of the African-American-oriented businesses? You'll find that there are much more of them in blue-collar areas and professions as opposed to white-collar. Right. Right. So if you, if you, if you ask yourself the question, you know, can I can I rattle off, you know, five or ten, you know, white collar businesses that I know in my local community that are white collar focused? Mm-hmm. It's harder to come up with that list than it is. Can I come up with five or ten blue collar um, uh, oriented businesses uh, that are led and owned by by by, by, folk, by folks of color? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a really kind of eye opening moment for us because. I think going into it, we thought it might have been the exact opposite. But as we really spent a lot of time talking to a lot of those business owners, mm-hmm. we found that it was more um, folks who might have, maybe they didn't go to college, maybe they went to a trade school, or, or maybe they just had you know, years of experience in some particular niche, but they've been, they've been doing it long enough that they can actually create a business that they can get to half a million, a million bucks or north in terms of revenues. And that was really interesting from uh, from just a perspective, an insightful perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are looking finally to launch a fund of our own at the end of November, right? And so that transition of, all right, how do we get the folks that are capital ready in front of investors to, mm-hmm. okay, how do we create something that, <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's already there, right? Because still we're sending folks to the walls in some regard to say, mm-hmm. oh, yes, you know, we can validate what you're doing or no, we cannot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that's definitely, definitely a process. I'll, I'll want to chat with you offline about some of the different, um, some of the different pieces involved. Kudos to you, four years, 16 businesses, 19 million, wow. Yeah, I mean, so I can tell you this, right? I think one of the points that you just asked. I mean, you know, one of the things that you know, we've kind of learned is that point number one, um, you know, with our with our vehicle, you know, we're we're adjust we're addressing we're addressing um, you know structural racism mm-hmm. uh, in, 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 in the southeast, on, right? And in, in, in the southeast, and in the southeast, we know that that's very interesting. You know, one of the yeah. things that was one 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 perspective that was insightful was. You know, a number of our business owners, at least initially, were, were like, well, we don't want you to tell the whole world that, that we're, you know, in your portfolio because we don't want to, we don't want to put a, put a, put an X on our back, so to speak, or people all of a sudden now that we, we were able to get capital. It was really kind of a counterintuitive response, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, I think it was, I think it was a response. And I think yeah. as a premise for us as, us as entrepreneurs of color, I mean, again, like I tell, I tell our team, you know, we're a small business, just like the businesses that we're servicing at the end of the day. And yeah. so you, we go in with the premise that, you know, most of those businesses are one, they're, they're undercapitalized, one, two, from a management standpoint, they don't have all the capacity that, that, that they need, Correct. you know, and then, and then three, you know, whether it's, you know, winning work or finding contract opportunities, et cetera, mm-hmm. they could use some assistance around business development. So we almost go right. in from day one, assuming that that's the premise. 
yes. which makes which makes it a seven day a week job, twenty four hours a day. Oh my job. goodness! Yeah. So if you're gonna if you're gonna commit to really you know working with the with this market segment, I mean again, that's what you have to be willing to do. Yeah. And then one last quick thing I'll add on as well, you know, as as we've been going through this work and trying to really look at well. Who, who are the technical assistance providers? Who, I was who just going to say, like, got it. Those those needs that you just identified are why we've decided to go in the CDFI direction, right? So that the technical assistance is broken because we know we're having to do that mm-hmm. anyway, right? Mm-hmm. And so that we get the treasury certification and we're able to bring in additional dollars that way. I know there's more red tape there. Um, but ultimately, we we needed a business model that would acknowledge every aspect of the work that you know we're we're going to be having to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're we're actually um, we actually just we're just about done with our application, and, and there it is. Knock on wood, we'll be submitting it submitting it this uh, by the end of this week. So good, um, great. Yeah. Because there's going to be more dollars available for that kind of effort um, as a result of the times that we're living in. So I know in conversation regularly now with, um, you know, lawmakers that are pushing that because the existing CDFIs are not necessarily meeting that need. Yes. Um, So we need ones that are squarely minority focused and beyond that, squarely focused on the black community um, so that those so that those funds can be provided so yeah because we because we because we have a unique experience no no, no doubt about it no doubt mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. yeah it's exciting exciting to have already been in place right prior to now so that now we can move the ball forward that much that much further no I agree yeah I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, as you're looking to expand here in in this market, you know, definitely let's, let's stay in contact, let's partner. Um, I know there will be areas of expertise that, that you have already that we just are not going to have out the gate. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those are things that we'd love to send in your direction for sure. Yeah, and, and, and a big thing for us, too, within our, within our portfolio that, you know, the audience, the audience may see it of value, too, is the fact that, you know, as we're talking to, to, to folks in our portfolio and then really new companies as well, I mean, mm-hmm. we're emphasizing the theme of essential services, essential businesses and essential services. And, yeah. um, you know, if, if you know, we're in a recession slash depression, you know, uh, um, the, the, the experts, you know, I guess debate which one it is. But I think one of the things we know is that the economy is not like it was two years ago. Uh, I think that's that's a given. And so... Correct. What we what we have to all do as business owners and entrepreneurs is is really deal and address with this notion of pivoting, or mm-hmm. as a, as opposed to focusing so much on this is what I do, it should revolve more around well here are the skills and the qualities and attributes that I and my team have, correct, and, and in what other arenas can we actually apply. Absolutely, that that, that, that collective skill set because the businesses Absolutely. that are going to thrive and grow are the ones that are going to have the ability to make the pivots and adjustments and not get caught into a certain way of functioning. So we're working actively with our portfolio to just say, mm-hmm. hey, look, you know, let let's let, let's explore other areas uh, yeah. because we work really closely with with, with our portfolio. So 
that's something that I think for the entrepreneurs that are that are in your in your audience listening on this call should absolutely be thinking about. You know, it's great that you've got to a certain threshold, but how do you continue to pivot and refine your model so that you're relevant, you know, one, two, three years down the road? That's a great point. I often make the generalization that you know, we enter business a lot of times based on passion. You know, this is a thing that I really love to do, and this is a thing that I do. Um, and so then when the market conditions change, we may simply go out of business, right? Yeah. But looking yeah. at, well, wow, what are the skills that I've acquired? What are the relationships that I have built? You know what I mean? What are the new things that I can now do? Uh, to remain an entity is, is definitely an important conversation. I look forward to yeah, hopefully yeah. having you back on the show. We're out of time. Good grief. Can I, can I share, <laughs> yeah, can I share, we, we one quick thing in before we run out here. You know, I've, I've created a, 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 we got a workshop coming up called The Wealth Mindset, September 16th from 630 to 730. And I can send you a link to put Me up. Me too. But, but one but one of the focuses for that, just really quickly, is that, you know, everybody's not a business owner. However, everybody needs to have a recalibration of how they look at money, how they think about wealth. Um, the, 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 the guest before was talking about the concrete points, but yeah. the emphasis here is around what's the mindset? Because we're around entrepreneurs all the time, and, and we, all have we all have glass ceilings. To You're going to have to send me the link. We're completely out of time. All right. I'm no sorry. Problem. It's always the fastest hour of my week. But no this problem. has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I definitely will look to have you back on the show when you can. Uh, we might be booked at the end of the year, but let's make it happen for early 2021. And I'll definitely uh, make sure I let folks know about what you have coming up on the 16th. Um, and thanks so much for our, our sponsors, Milestone Mental Health Agency, Apex Financial Group of Virginia, as well as the COO team. And thank you all for tuning in to Black Wall Street today, where we're building minds, we're building connections, and we're forging the path ahead toward business success in the black community. We'll talk next week. Hey, this is Seiko. DJ Seiko Varner, the producer of this podcast. So when I'm not producing podcasts, I'm actually DJing wedding receptions, corporate events, proms, other formals, and I would love to take care of your special event. So our company is Positive Vibes Incorporated, www.positivevibes.net. That's www.positivevibes.net. Net. We've been performing for over 25 years and we would love to bring our expertise and our fun to your special event. Positive Vibes Incorporated, www.positivevibes.net. Peace and prosperity. Phenomenal. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Phenomenal. Hey, yo, when I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black Wall Street. When I say black,